Hi everyone, alongside my morning matcha, my other favorite ritual is diffusing Vitruvi's organic eucalyptus essential oil in their stone diffuser, which is pretty rare to find because nowadays everything's made from plastic. I'm also obsessed with their amazing branding. It looks super cute along my bedside, and I love that their premium quality oils are sourced from over 30 countries and are certified organic when possible. They're the leading digital first essential oils company, which basically means you get premium products at a fraction of the traditional essential oils price because there's no middleman. And with fans like GP and Vogue, they're changing the way essential oils are used and priced. I love Vitruvi for so many reasons, but mostly because their mission is simple. Help you take care of yourself so you can take on the world, which is basically what we're trying to do here at the Fullest and Morning Matcha. So to try Vitruvi for yourself, just use the code MORNINGMATCHA20, that's all lowercase with two zero, the numbers at the end, so that you can get 20% off your order on Vitruvi.com. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. I'm here today with Elisa Vitti, who's a functional nutritionist and hormone expert, author of The Woman Code, femtech founder and creator of the MyFlow app. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for coming here today. So happy. I I found out about your book so long ago and um, I was really struggling Mm. through a lot of hormone issues at the time and just didn't really have a period as well. So just a lot of things were happening and I'd gotten off birth control, which I felt like everything was going to get better once I went off the pill. But that's when a lot of the issues started because I was on the pill for such a long time. Um, so I'm just so excited to be here today and ask you questions and hear about your story Um, you share a lot about your journey as well. So I'd love to start with that. And, um, and I'm curious, did your journey start after you got into nutrition and hormones because of this? Yeah. I mean, so I was never planning to really do what it is that I'm doing today. Originally, I mean, I was at Hopkins planning to become an OBGYN and, my body really stopped working from a hormonal point of view. Like, I mean, from 12 to 22, when I look back retrospectively, it was clear that my hormones were imbalanced from the get go. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really reached a crescendo, like the worst of all the symptoms really hit their peak at about 18. And around 18, I just like ballooned in terms of weight, put on about 60 pounds within a few weeks, maybe two months. my skin was just so bad, you know, cystic acne everywhere. And I really hadn't been menstruating. I got my period very late. I was almost 16 before I got my first period, mm-hmm. just a few months shy of that birthday, actually. And and then between 16 and, and 22, I really only got it maybe like six times. Wow. And a couple of those were chemically induced, you know, with synthetic progesterone. So I really was struggling to have a normal cycle. Mm-hmm. And my body was just really flaring up with weight and acne and then started having mood disturbances in terms of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and fatigue. And I, my, and you know, just when you're, when you're big systems of the body are not working properly like that, you 
start to it starts to spill over into the rest of your life where you yeah. just feel like you can't get it together. You know, you're struggling to make it places on time. You're struggling to do the things you set out to do during the day. Your mental focus is not there. Your stamina is not there. Your your drive is not there. Yeah. And I was really surprised at just how impactful this all was. But yeah, and then I I just was really feeling terribly and was looking for answers and going to the doctor and trying to get all the, the right support. Um, but no one had any answers for me. And it wasn't until I was, you know, stumbled upon a little bit of research in a medical journal where I was able to take that to my OBGYN and say, I believe this is what I have. Can you confirm my diagnosis? Which she did. Wow. And then we discovered that in fact, I did have PCOS and, you know, that that was a life-changing moment. You know, she had sort of presented to me what my options were and what mm -hmm. my prognosis would look like, you know, which was continued obesity, increased risk of diabetes, heart disease, infertility, cancer. How, and how do people- And I was 20. Yeah. You know, and she was telling me I would never maybe, ha never likely have, have children on my own, even with artificial reproductive tech. Um, and I just thought that can't be. That just mm -hmm. can't be the outcome. There's got to be an, and 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 only prescribing sort of medications that wouldn't fix what was wrong with me, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, maybe just deal with the symptoms a little bit. What causes PCOS, and um, what percentage of the population is affected by it? The statistics are pretty consistent. Like one in eight women struggle with PCOS, but I think that number is growing because the causes of PCOS are. Um, the same kind of causes that are part of any menstrual disorder, whether it's endometriosis or fibroids or just even garden variety PMS. You've got mismanaged blood sugar, um, in pro-inflammatory foods, exposure to xenoestrogenic chemicals that are disrupting your endocrine mm -hmm. function, and just a level of inflammation in the body. So this an estrogen overload. So all of this kind of contributes to an internal ecosystem where your endocrine system cannot do its job. Mm -hmm. And that's really the big aha that I had in my research trying to figure out how I was going to get better was, oh, if I can help supply my endocrine system with the things, the building blocks, the, the patterns of my day, the foods that it needs to do its job better, to make hormones, to break those down, to stay, you know, low stress, then I think that it will start to work the way that it's meant to. And of course it did. So wow. within about a year of putting my protocol together and experimenting on myself, you know, the weight came off, the skin cleared up, the periods came back. And I'm very happy to share that I've been ovulating and menstruating, you know, since 22 Wow. Um, and was able to conceive naturally, um, you know, when I was ready to do that. And, and so, I mean, so much is possible when you understand that, your periods don't have to be a miserable experience. Once you get a diagnosis, you're not stuck with it for life. Mm -hmm. And you can put whatever is wrong with your period into remission naturally by using food and micronutrient therapy. Wow. So I want to talk about the cycle syncing method and that's part of the nutrition protocol as yes. well, right? And, um, and also I'm curious what... I, everyone's different. So their periods are going to look different, but what does a healthy period look like? Yeah. Everyone's different, but a healthy period is universally one thing, mm -hmm. right? So it should be sort of a, a, a crimson berry color, 
clot free for the most part, and it should start red and end red and not have any sort of discoloration in terms of brown or, or dark or clotting. It should be, you know, four to six days in length, um, pain free, symptom free. Wow. And what does it mean when there's clotting or D- different colors. So and- I made a little TV history a couple of years ago on the Dr. Oz show by doing something that I did often in live events where I would take out little white plates and put fruit juice wow. to represent simulated menstrual yeah. blood. The different, the, there are four different colors it can be. So, you know, we did that on the show and evidently was quite controversial. You know, oh the producers gosh. were really nervous. Some of them were, <laughs> some of them were like, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, Dr. Oz was totally cool about it. And you know, just showing that there are four different colors that it can be and only four and knowing what color means what about your estrogen and progesterone balance can really help you in real time gauge, you know, oh, I'm doing well this month with my food and my lifestyle or, oh, you know what? I, I know what I was doing. I was having too much of this or I having too much sugar, too much stress. I didn't take care of myself. And look, my monthly free blood work has shown up to show me whether, how well I'm doing in taking care of my hormones. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I know my mom would always tell me, she's like, we're so lucky as women to be able to detox this way naturally and find out about our body through it. So, well, we, it's not detoxification, right? So the bleed is not like this, um, toxic thing that you're Mm -hmm. letting go of. The bleed is the, um, disintegrating endometrium, right? And that's really important that you bring that up because there is so much period mythology where we think like, you know, oh, it's, it's something that we ha- we have to shed because it's dirty or bad. And it, in fact, no, it's this beautiful, beautiful, healthy thing that your body is um, flushing from the uterus because there's not been a conception mm-hmm. um, so that it can make space for a fresh endometrial layer for every single month. So that, mm-hmm. that if you were to conceive, you would have the freshest, you know, layer of yeah. those rich stem cells to grow a, a healthy human, right? Mm-hmm. And when we don't need it, it leaves the body in a beautiful, pain-free way as long as everything is healthy. And the most important thing about it is it gives us that indication of how how healthy our hormones actually are. Mm-hmm. And well, let's talk about the cycle syncing method. Sure. And tell, yeah, tell me, what is the entail? What is that all about? Yeah. So essentially, um, as I was going through my research of, you know, hormones and the cycle, it really sort of started to like, in a way, slap me in the face in terms of, you know, we have these different hormonal ratios that are predictable. Each week of the cycle, they shift dramatically and specifically. The follicular phase hormone ratios are distinct from the, the ovulatory, from the luteal, from the menstrual. In fact, that ratio shift is critical for the body, the physical structures of your reproductive system, your uterus, your ovaries to know what to do. Mm -hmm. So those ratios changing concentration levels have to happen, right? In order for your cycle to happen on a physical level. Yeah. But that's also impacting our metabolism, our immune system, our brain chemistry, and you know, anyway, it started to become of this very exciting thing that in fact, if we want to be healthy 
long-term as women and not just be in recovery, right? So the first three steps of the flow protocol are about recovering from the root causes that we mm -hmm. talked about, the inflammation, the, the sugar issues, the stress, the estrogen overload, the chemicals. That's about cleaning up the mess. Yeah. But how do we stay healthy long-term? Well, of course, we're gonna support the ratios of those hormones each week of the cycle. Your body needs to be fed specific foods, micronutrients to support the hormonal production that week, but also the hormonal elimination. And then also how you exercise must change. For example, I love sharing this fact because it's just so like mm -hmm. uh, everyone says mind blowing when they hear it for the first time. So did you know that in the second half of your cycle after ovulation, that if you were to do high intensity interval training, like boot camp class or some really intense, long cardio strength training kind of workout, you turn on fat storage Whoa. and you turn on muscle wasting. Wow. So here you are thinking that you're supposed to just do it every day, the same intensity mm -hmm. workout, you know, really, really hard all the time. But if you're doing that in the second half of the cycle, you're undoing all the gains you've made in the first half of the cycle and you're putting your health at risk by jacking up stress levels, causing you to gain weight and actually put major um, muscle systems in, in, crit, in critical, you know, danger. Yeah. So you really want to think strategically about the fact that you are a hormonal cyclical creature and it's only logical that you would shift your self-care routine based on where you are in the cycle. The reason why this hasn't been talked about before, I mean, we could pontificate on why that's the case, mm -hmm. but let's just face facts. The diet and fitness industry emerged out of military research back in World War II to try to figure out how to extend the stamina and energy of male soldiers. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, it's evolved over the decades into non-military needs, but the default research is done on, on men. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, we've kind of overlooked this blatantly obvious factor of, of a huge difference between what men need in a 24-hour repetitive cycle versus what women need in a 28-day cyclical cycle. Totally yeah. different. So we can both biohack, we can both as different genders take care of ourselves equally passionately, but we do have to do it differently mm -hmm. and has to be specific based on our hormonal patterns. So that's what the cycle thinking method's about. It's about eating, exercising, working and resting uh, and playing and focusing your productivity all based on where you are in the cycle. Wow. That's amazing. What about when a woman reaches menopause? What's a, um, what's a good age for that? So perimenopause starts for everybody at 35 mm -hmm. and takes anywhere from 10 to 20 years to complete depending wow. on genetics and depending on how how well you're taking care of yourself, right? So you don't want to accelerate your hormonal aging and you would do that by not feeding your endocrine system mm -hmm. what it needs, right? Because you start to make less and less hormones. That is what aging is. Um, but, uh, you know, perimenopause, it, you know, has two phases. It has- Will the, you define perimenopause yeah, for me? It's the phase during which the body slowly, the the pituitary gland slowly, slowly starts to make more and more and more follicular stimulating hormone. Okay. The higher the concentration of FSH, the less frequently you ovulate or mm. stop altogether. Okay. So it goes very slowly because this is a, you've been cycling, cycling, cycling. It takes a good long time for that to slowly unwind. Mm-hmm 
to bring you back to a 24 hour hormonal pattern, right? So you're cyclical from about, you know, if we just average it out 10 to 50, Mm -hmm. but from one to 10, you're not cyclical. And from 50 until the end, you're not cyclical. So then that's middle 40 years you wow. are, you want to take advantage of the gifts mm-hmm. of being able to live in the cyclical pattern. And then when you go through perimenopause, that slowly starts to unwind. Your, your periods become less frequent. And then you have menopause, which is your very last bleed, mm. which you can only know you could refer to as menopause because you have to wait 12 months to say, oh, that was my menopausal wow. bleed. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you would call yourself postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. We're very confused about the language. Yeah. We don't, you know, even within our own cycle referencing, we say, oh, I'm on my period or my cycle or menstruation, but that can refer to the bleeding week or the whole month. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. And similarly, women are often confused as to what to say, oh, I'm menopausal or I'm perimenopausal or I'm postmenopausal. They don't know. But menopause is the last bleed. That's it. And then you're either pre or post or post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And women who are pregnant, they're not in this. They're not cycling. No, Mm -hmm. they're, they're doing beautiful pregnancy hormones of all, all surging around, you know, estrogen and progesterone to really grow that placenta and grow the baby and grow themselves, Mm -hmm. um, and change the breast tissue. And then postpartum, um, you know, the first 40 days are really critical in terms of replenishing the nutrient stores of the body, establishing good breast milk supply, and then, you know, setting you up for good mood stabilization, after those hormonal, you know, downgrading happens from the pregnancy. But yeah, postpartum recovery actually takes three years. Wow. One year for every trimester. Wow. And so you really want to be thinking very differently about, you know, how you eat postpartum and you want to think about it as a long game. But once you start cycling again, you know, once your period comes back, you can start cycle syncing, you know, but that typically okay. will happen like somewhere between six and nine months, I depending see. So for a woman. So it's different than it's the different. cycle syncing protocol. Completely. Like, what do you recommend for postpartum? For postpartum? Oh, I mean, it's like eating like an Olympic athlete, you know, you want to be eating tons of good quality fats, tons of protein, um, great vegetables at no pro-inflammatory foods, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar. Um, you want to take a lot of supplements. Remember keeping in mind that you just 3d printed a tiny human being, which, Mm -hmm. which required your body to recruit all the micronutrients that it could possibly gather from your body to make this human being, right? So you need to, you think about like replenishing. So meals that are cooked and dense nutrient wise, you don't want to be eating raw foods even for the first two months. Yeah. Um, So it's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you wrote, was Women Code the beginning of your career? No. Um, I was in clinical practice in Manhattan for about a decade. And then I decided it was time to write the book. The book was I mean, book writing, you have to be ripe with what you want to say because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a big thing to write and there are a lot of pages to fill. So it needs to, you you know, so I I was ready at that point to put my work and all my years of practice into the book, which has become um, a best-selling women's health book, which has just been really amazing. It's amazing. And I'm curious about young women who are just starting out on their um, journey and our society, I mean, access to birth control is really important. Totally. 
However, at the same time, I think finding natural ways to learn about your um, cycle and to prevent getting pregnant is better than taking the pill. So I'm curious what you have to say about that, because I recently interviewed someone and I was talking to her about it and I loved what she said. She said, if we need to give women the dignity of their own fertility or like Mm. their process and we shouldn't undermine their ability to be able to like schedule it and stuff. But as a 12 year old girl, I don't know if I was able to do it probably because I wasn't eating the right things. And I had a lot of ADD and I was ADD and I ate a lot of sugar. And so well, when you're 12, yeah. it's not on you to do. That's your mom's job to help yeah. teach you and to cook for you and to provide you the opportunities mm-hmm. to learn how to do this. Um, the app can certainly be a tool, yeah, you know, in wonderful. your hand to look at, okay, what's happening in each phase and mom, I want to eat this this week. And you know, you can have a dialogue between mother and daughter because of the app, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not on a 12 year old to do. No, I mean, when we're talking about but like when you leave for college, now it's really your turn to start taking care of yourself. But in high school and in, in junior high school, you're, this is, can be a beautiful thing to share with your mom. But as far as your question about the pill, so for me, you know, as a card-carrying feminist, of course, access to birth control is critical. But what I'm really um, passionate about is that women have access to information and education about how their bodies work and what their bodies need in order to work optimally. Mm-hmm. And that's what's totally missing. Yeah. We do not re- we we are doing really well in making sure that women have access to birth control, but we're not doing well enough in making sure women understand what their hormones are, how they function, what to do when they go wrong, what to look out for, and then what like foods and how to care for them properly over the course of your life. We that is a hugely missing component yeah. of our education as women. Um, so Flow Living, of course, the the virtual center is dedicated to education, the book, Woman Code, the app, um, because it without knowing that you're really cut off at the knees in terms of making critical healthcare decisions for yourself. For example, when I was pr- um, given my diagnosis and the prescription of medication and my prognosis, under normal circumstances, anyone else would have said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll take whatever medication you've got for whatever reason, very much likely the fact that my mom had always been interested in more of a natural approach. I said, I don't want to do that. I'm, I want to wait and see what else I can see, right? I didn't just jump in thinking, oh yeah, that's definitely the solution. I had just enough from my mom to take a breath, to see like this just didn't feel right. Yeah. And my instincts evident ev- later on were evidenced to be correct. In fact, taking birth control when you have a condition like PCOS or even other conditions like fibroids and endo make it worse. So mm-hmm. it was good instincts to take a breath and to listen to that voice. Um, but most of us don't. And why? Because we don't have any any other conversation about it. The conversation is the earlier you get on the pill, the better. Yeah. You got a pimple at 13, put her on the pill. When in fact, if mothers knew and teens knew that at 13, your body is so resilient, so pliable that within two months of changing your daughter's diet, 
she could be hormonally stable for life, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure every parent would prefer that. Now, as far as contraception goes, yeah. I personally feel like the more we educate a young girl about the majesty of her body and what her body does, the less she will seek to learn about it by literally bumping into other people physically, mm -hmm. right? Because why are we trying to, you know, some of it, some of it, of course, is sexual curiosity, but I do think a lot of it is just trying to get to know who we are yeah. in these contexts because we're so abandoned as far as like what it is that our physical bodies are doing. Mm -hmm. And we just left to figure it out on our own to piece it together by experience and magazine articles and God knows what else. Yeah. And I think if we teach girls from a young age who they are, they're naturally going to want to have their first sexual experiences to be special with, oh, yeah. with themselves. Yeah. And then yes, special because the more you are c comfortable and aware of how to create your own self-pleasure, the less you're going to think that, oh, it has to come from outside or I have to like, you know, mm -hmm. do things that I might not be comfortable with. You're putting yourself in the driver's seat, right? But then contraception, like real talk is, you know, protection. I mean, I, with, with the rampant sort of rise of STDs. I mean, I think protection is such a critical thing. Even if you were still taking a synthetic yeah. birth control form, you would need a barrier method as well, like mm -hmm. condoms, if you're in a heterosexual relationship. And if you're not, you still would want to use barrier methods. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I have specific, I mean, I have a little girl now too. So I'm thinking, Aww. I am thinking long range about how do I want to help her navigate through all of these murky um, waters in the teen years, but I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah. She's so lucky to have you. That's amazing. So you, then you started flow living or the app, which is my flow. So yes. So my flow, I, I built it right after I gave birth and then we launched it at the beginning of last year and it's just kind of taken off like wildfire. Wow. And, uh, and then we also launched at home hormone saliva testing. And then the, oh my gosh. And the end of, and then Q3, we launched the first ever hormone biohacking supplement kit. So in my 17 years of research, I isolated the specific micronutrients that the endocrine system must have on a day-to-day -day basis to perform its job. And I found a way to formulate them down to just five pills. Uh -huh. So you get this kit every two months and, you know, and it's great. Wow. Um, so that's called balance. And, and that, that has been taking off too. So first they do the saliva test and then they get into that or uh, no, it's, it's all you pick and choose what you need. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a woman, you're a woman, like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I just want options, <laughs> you know, I want to figure it out for myself. So the center is really like, you can customize your experience. If you want to do the testing, great. You may have already done testing with your doctor. Fine. If you want to talk to a person, you can, if you don't, you can do all the, the, you can access the protocol digitally through an online program. You can just do the supplements and the app. You can do as much or as little as you want and need or feel ready for. That's nice. Yeah. So what are you excited about moving forward? You've done so much I know. <laughs> and I'm interested. I mean, your message is so powerful and I'm sure you're just going to continue to spread it and make it more accessible and relatable. But I'm curious what else is in store for me and for Flo? Mm -hmm. Well, certainly reaching ovaries everywhere. We're already taking care of women <laughs> in every continent. Um, I'm really proud to say that we're, you know, modernizing menstrual health care around the world. So women in Africa, 
no. India, South America, Canada, the United States and Europe everywhere. I mean, places that I wouldn't even think of, mm -hmm. but you know, God bless the internet. If you have internet connection and ovaries, you can access the care at Flow Living. And that's just something I'm really passionate about because yeah. I know what it felt like not to have anywhere to go to be completely on my own when all of these problems were happening. And I promised my 20 year old self, if I could figure it out, I would build that thing that I needed and make mm -hmm. sure it was available to all women. So I'm just obviously continuing with that mission. Um, we're getting ready to launch something really exciting this year, which oh, is um, something that's gonna allow women to really dive more deeply into the whole cycle syncing conversation. So, you know, follow us on Instagram, sign up for our newsletter if you wanna get more information about that. And I'm working on my second book, Oh my gosh. So busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, very busy. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And thank you. thank you so much again for being here today. My pleasure. So Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you. So keep in touch and I'll see you next time.